Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, my name is Elise and I'm a compulsive overeater. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm actually in tears right now. Um, so moved. I was so moved by the preamble. Um, welcome home. I want to say that to everybody. Welcome home. Um, today is my 36th anniversary in, in my recovery. And I celebrate with you all of my recovery and all my 12-step programs. I, my sister quoted me the other day. She's in recovery. And she said that I had said... If you're not in multiple programs, you're in denial. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm uh, coming out of denial because every year it seems I need to add another program. <laughs> so, um, and luckily the 12 steps keeps up. There's probably 36 different programs now I could join. Um, anyway. I could not be here without all of you, and I have particular love. Um, there are some people in this program this morning, Roja, in all my 36 years of grand training, was having a meltdown because I couldn't get on the new Zoom thing, and I was newcomer greeter, and I was feeling like, okay, here I am at 36 years, and I'm a failure. <laughs> you know, like so I already was working the tools, you know, to get here. Anyway, um, a little bit, those of you who know me know that um, I had, growing up, I had a severe um, destructive side to my personality that wanted me out. And I now understand that my legacy and the abuse in my system did not, contributed heavily, in other words, did not help toward my wanting to be on this planet. And the way that I coped was through a severe, severe uh, eating disorder that took the form of very intense exercise and a very clever way of purging by not a fist in the mouth, but by basically certain things that I would eat that were diuretics. They didn't stay with you long. And then exercising to such a form of abuse that I had to run into the woods or into nearest bathrooms and evacuate. Uh, so I basically turned my body into a pipe. And I still have the effects of that today. I have a very, very sensitive stomach. I can actually bring on that behavior by just feeling an intense load of shame. And then my stomach literally starts bloating in front of me and then I get diarrhea. And so part of my recovery today is to abstain from those kind of terrible thoughts to ask for help so that I don't go into um, bulimic behavior that's um, induced by mental obsessions and fears. It's not a pretty picture to talk about, but basically at one point in my high school, I actually reserved a bathroom stall 
because uh, my friends and I were taking laxatives. And so we knew that we needed the bathrooms reserved in a dorm room. It's hard to get bathrooms. So we reserved them. You know, that's, that's the level at which I was operating at. So uh, that brings me to walking into my rooms, the rooms, 36 years ago, on this day, in fact, September 12th, and asking for help. And OA back then wanted me to weigh and measure on a gray sheet and to not talk, not to speak, not to say anything until I had 90 days of abstinence. And um, I was at the height of my compulsive exercising. So I was doing dance, I was training, I was teaching aerobics, I was running five, six miles a day, lifting weights, and I was on a men's squash league. And I knew how to hit the ball hard. (laughs) So I was uh, fit, I was very fit. And a lot of people came up and said, will you sponsor me? Because they looked at me and they thought they wanted what I had. They didn't see the junkyard inside. All they saw was the outside. This is not an outside job. This is an inside job. I was really sick. I looked great, sort of, the way those really skinny, starving, scary people look, the way our society has. Anyway, I won't go there. That's an outside issue. So, uh, so throughout my, my career in OA, I have tried all, on all kinds of shapes and sizes of recoveries. And I basically have landed at the food plan I call love. And that's when people ask me what my food plan is, I say love. So there we are at tool one. So what I thought would be really fun today, and by the way, we have a plan because the census people are coming, but everybody here is... is um, who was here early at the newcomers meeting is, is prepared to help me. So anyway, um, uh, so I thought it'd be really fun. See, I love to, one of my things in recovery is to play. I love to play. Those of you who know me know that I just love to play. And, um, and I like to play, but, but with wholehearted, because I think that when you watch children, um, Their work is play. Their best work is play. And so this is my best work is play. So what I thought was really cool, if you take the tools and you list them, and I changed the order up just in one little area so you can see if you figure it out. Um, But if you take the tools and you list them, like the steps, it's really cool. So the tool number one is a plan, and, uh, and that's step one. And it makes sense to me that step one, I came in here and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need help. And people said, you need a food plan. And all I can say about a food plan, I just want to say one line. Because I worked hard on this last night. And it is, I want to eat to live versus living to eat. That's my food plan. Okay, then two, sponsorship, which is step two, which is like, Yeah, of course, in step two, it's like, can I believe that something greater than myself can help me? And you know, it really helps in the beginning to ask for help. And that's how the help can come. And it can come through a sponsor. In the beginning, the group is a sponsor, which brings us to three, which is meetings and as a tool. And meetings 
are like the perfect place to work a step three. I come to a meeting, I let go. I turn it over. I had no idea what step three meant. Turn it over. I'm like, what the heck? Turn it over. What do you mean? Turn it over. Turn it over. Turn it over. You know, like, what do you, what do you, to what, you know? And people are just like, turn it over, you know? And, and I was just like, I remember, and I remember some sponsors gave their sponsees a spatula, you know, just like, and they wrote, turn it over on it. <laughs> so, you know, so like that is like the mystery, right? But it's so, it's amazing. It's this feeling of surrender and, um, and a certain willingness. Okay, so that's pretty cool. So then step four, so this is where I switched it up a little bit because the next tool is telephone, but I switched up to writing because step four is where I learned about writing. I learned about how to write, how to, how to sit down and put pen to paper and how to write honestly, not how to write like, I Elise and blah, 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 that kind of writing. No, but like, seriously, I Elise do these things. Yikes, you know, so writing. And then telephone calls, that's tool number five. Well, it's tool number four, but now it's tool number five because it works well with step five, which is like calling it out, actually telling someone about me, admitting the deep me, the me that's layered, layered, that food, that food, food and disease. I tried to pat down, like get that thing, you know, Stuff it down. You're too big. Too much, people told me all the time. You're too much. Oh, yeah, I'm too much? Wait till you see this. Oh, that didn't work so well. Or I'm too much? Wait till you see me just binge my face out. You, that didn't work either. Okay, so five meetings. Six. This is cool. I'm like, I'm recovering from a big brain injury. So this is, I'm having fun right now. I'm like, holy, really? I'm remembering six. Six, the sixth tool is literature. That is awesome. Now, I have to admit, I'm not so great at that. I'm better at listening because I like books on tape and stuff. But literature now is easier to get to because it's all over the place. And uh, what I like about that was step six. It's just kind of the same thing where I'm like making a list of my defects of character. And... Um, and like, and really being, starting to get willing to let them go. And it's interesting because you think in four that you've gotten them all, but you know, they're kind of sneaky, those defects. They kind of, they come out at four. And then my experience is they kind of go underground again. They kind of go, oh, uh oh, someone saw us. Now we got to get, we got to up our game. And we got to like figure out how to come through in another way. <laughs> and so <laughs> then they come out and they're, now they've got a little, the thing is too, they got a little code. They got a little, uh. They got a little OA code. So that's the way it works for me. They're like sneaky MFs. So, um, so reading, reading uh, literature, other things, I pick up things and I go, oh my gosh, that's me. So, and then I go, oh no, there it is again. That's me again, right? <laughs> and there I am. And you know, what happens to me is once I get hold of a defect, game on this defect shows up everywhere suddenly like everywhere suddenly everyone's talking about my defect it's like oh so that's all part of it yeah so then um tool number seven is anonymity and i love anonymity 
Um, and step seven is all about humility. So they're very spiritually aligned for me because you can tell from my persona that I don't like, I, as someone said to me when I was having to sneak around on my boat because of liveaboard status, people were like, you know, Elise, you just don't travel under the radar well. <laughs> so like I have a hard time uh, because I, I have a big personality. I mean, I never napped my poor mother. Like she, I just wake up and I was like, yeah, let's go, you know, and that's been the way it's been. And so even now I'm like bursting through the, the thing. I can see myself. I'm going, yes, <laughs> but I'm having fun. So, so anyway, a little bit about humility, right? Humility would be like, uh, Elise, just don't take over the whole room, you know? Like, <laughs> and the, oh, good, that's my neighbor, not the census people. Okay, so anyway, so, um, so the so the humility for me is that it doesn't matter what I who I am out in the big world. I mean, it matters on a spiritual level that I'm a loving being. But in terms of what I do and, the, and what I vote and what my God is and, and what my sex is and what my, um, you know, how many partners I have or not have, how many lovers or not, how, you know, all these things, that's, it doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm anonymous to you. I'm another worker among workers. I love that. So it's anonymity. Okay, so where am I? I'm on seven, right? So... Okay, now we're getting challenged. Eight, eight. Hold on. Okay, I might have to look now. I might have to use my... Did I do... No, did I do eight? What did I do? Hold on. No, I did seven. I did seven. Um, oh, okay. Service. Okay, so service is eight. And I love that because eight is where I'm making... In the step, I'm making now a list of people I've harmed. And so service is so beautifully aligned with that because if I can start doing service in a meeting I can see more clearly how I've harmed others and then nine nine is an action plan that's a new one that was added on not here back 36 years ago and I'm so into action I have to be careful but what I like about that is nine as step nine the ninth tool of step nine is that an action plan is actually a living amends for me, a living amends is living this program out. And each day I practice living amends. And I actually asked Roja, I was like, hey, Roja, because she's just, you know, there are people in this room that just blow my mind. She's one of them. And, um, you know, I was asking her about her action plan and she sent me her, her living amends, basically how she lives her day. And I thought that's exactly what I think of it. So it like confirmed to me that I'm on the right path with this, that I wake up and I get on my knees, I call it the bunny. I roll onto my knees and I ask for help. And then I know where, what meeting am I going to? And then I remember what sponsee am I talking today or sponsees, which ones? Where are they at in the queue? And where's my meeting? What meeting am I going to? And then uh, what service am I doing? Um, and then and then, okay, where's my work? And, and okay, where, you know, where, where are my meals? Um, and where's my, where's my healthy, loving, fun, playing exercise? I'm swimming these days. And someone came up to me and said, I thought it was a great sign of recovery. She was like, you know, Elise, I was watching you swimming, and I, I taught swimming, and 
you know, you're not very efficient. And I was, I just looked at her and I smiled and I said, little Elise doesn't care about efficiency. Little Elise likes to go out and she just likes to kick. She likes to make a big splash and kick around. And she loves the doggy paddle. People are like, what are you swimming? I'm like the doggy paddle. Now I was a, I was a trained swimming. My best stroke was the butterfly. So I can kick ass if you need me to, but that's not what it's about anymore for me. It's about little Elise playing around, swimming in her, and having a great time. <laughs> okay, anyway. So um, I feel like I'm getting near the two-minute warning, aren't I? Yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. Okay, so now we got the extra special thing. This is the, this is the way cool thing. Um, I added three more tools because, you know, that's how it, two minutes. Yeah, see, perfect. All right. Great job. Okay. So I added three more tools. Okay. Uh-oh. That looks like, no, that's not census people. Cool. Okay. Three more tools. One is, okay, these are my favorite things. Because um, for step 10, play. That's a tool, playing. So when you do your step 10 at night, ask yourself, where did you play today? Because this recovery, it's serious, okay? I've had people die in this program. I don't want to mess around with that. People have died on me in this program by doing those liquid fast diets and all kinds of crazy stuff. People die. But I want to play. So where do you play? 11, dance. I dance. Everyone's invited to a dance tonight. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Dance is part of being embodied. It's part of my spiritual practice. And 12... What was my 12th one? I added this one. Quick, quick, quick. Come on. You got it. Can't remember. Oh, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Dream. Dream. We're not in here to be small. Okay. Dream big. I have big dreams. They're crazy dreams. Big. And people think I'm nuts. That's okay. I, I go to programs for help with that. For my nutcase. But I had never stopped dreaming and I want to be in this program, in my recovery, fully my recovery so I can dream big and so I can walk into my dreams. Okay. I think that's time. If you haven't gotten the love that I was trying to send to you, you call me because I want to love you up. Keep coming back. It works. <laughs>